Hey guys, welcome back to Bell's View, and I'm your girl, Bell. I know it's been a while, and the reason being, I just recently moved and have been dealing with moving and job things, and now that things are getting settled in and most of the important things have been unpacked, I've now had some time to return to the podcast. So I'm happy to be back, and I'm happy that you're here. I know that last time we spoke, I said I would talk about Love and Marriage Huntsville and Ready to Love. However, because the Ready to Love season premiere will be coming out October, I believe October 15th, and the newest episode of Love and Marriage Huntsville will be airing on October 16th, it will be best for me to then discuss it once I've seen those episodes. But today, I'm going to talk about another reality TV show, specifically Real Housewives of Potomac. Real Housewives of Potomac has been on for what, six years now? Yeah, a good five to six years now. And with the show in season, I believe season six, season six, it's it's sixth season, it really has gained ground in has become one of the most popular housewife shows within the Real Housewives franchise at Bravo. Um, this season that has been very eventful, um, but in particular, I'm going to be talking about the conversations around Candace Dillard Bassett and the way in which the cast has engaged with her, as well as the way in which the fandom has responded to her. I will admit that Candace is not perfect. Candace has a tendency of when someone provides even destructive criticism, she immediately wants to lash out. But there is a big difference between checking someone and going below the belt to the point where it's just very aggressive. And I feel that she hasn't found that balance. And I understand it because we talk shit about her and the relationship with her mother. We make jokes about her mom and her mom's shadiness. But based on what we're seeing on the show, the relationship she has with her mother is very dysfunctional um, and very unfortunate. We, are, we, are, we understand that Candace comes from a wealthy background through her parents. Both of her parents are very educated. They've had lucrative careers. I believe Candace's mother is either a therapist or a psychologist. Um, she's either a therapist or a psychiatrist and has been a mental health professional for decades. Based on the interactions with her mother and the way in which her mother dismisses her feelings, the way her mother gaslights her, and even the way her mother guilt-tripped her when she revealed that she wanted to invite her brother, who was conceived outside of Candace's mother's and father's relationship, to her own wedding. It's very apparent that Miss Dorothy has utilized her mental health professional, it's very obvious that Miss Dorothy has used her expertise as a way to 
manipulate and control her daughter, even into adulthood. I wouldn't be surprised if Miss Dorothy has made Candace feel as if she's betraying her because she wants to have a relationship with her brother. Miss Dorothy is triggered because the brother is a reminder of the relationship with Candace's father ending. However, that happened a very long time ago. And I say that because not to dismiss that there was some hurt there when it initially happened, but the fact that Dorothy remarried and had a child and has been with her husband for quite some time now. So to then get mad at your daughter for wanting to have a relationship with her brother, he's not the one that hurt you. It's their father that hurt you. Um, Even there was a time that Candace had said that her mom had hit her with a purse at an event. We're not completely sure as to how that went down. When When Miss Dorothy explained it during the reunion, she kind of played it off like it, it wasn't deliberate. But at the same time, I wouldn't be surprised if she has been physically abusive to her daughter. It's very obvious that she's been mentally and emotionally abusive to her daughter throughout her childhood into adulthood. And as a result, Candace struggles to set clear boundaries with the women within this group. And she struggles to manage her emotions in an effective way. And I do believe that her mother has used her degree and professional expertise as a way to make it seem that Candace is overreacting, that she's very dramatic, that she's overly sensitive, and has probably told her this throughout her life in a way is this is why you need me to be your guide. This is why you you need me to be your gauge on different decisions in your life. And that is highly problematic. It's very problematic and it's it's very harmful. And we see that. So going to some of the most recent episodes Her and Mia Thornton, who is a new cast member, got into it because on the set of her video, she had went up to Candace's mother asking her about Candace and Chris's marriage, especially knowing that Chris is now Candace's manager, husbander, quote unquote. So Candace finds this out and also finds out that Mia called her video shoot low budget. I understand being upset around that. This woman that you barely know has come to your video shoot, a video that you've been wanting to shoot and is a big part of you building yourself as an artist, which you're very passionate about. You've put a lot of time and effort into it and blood, sweat, and tears. So for someone to come to the set not only criticize and say that it's low budget, giving destructive criticism, but then try to pry information about out of your mother about your marriage and how you're managing the husband-wife relationship with the business side of things is highly inappropriate. If it were me, I wouldn't take, I wouldn't take lightly to that either. You're not providing constructive criticism. You're just providing criticism. And because Mia has likely had the opportunity to watch the first five seasons of the show, 
five to six seasons of this show, she knows that Candace is the one who goes off the easiest and who can be the loudest when she feels that she is provoked. And depending upon the messiness that she causes to get Candace to react, that can help her sustain another check for another season within the series. And I believe that was Mia's strategy to do that. I get wanting to get a bag, but come on, really? So then everybody's on this couple's trip and they get into it. And Candace says, your mom's low budget. And Mia breaks down and she was like, my mom's worked really hard to be sober because Mia's mother, um, she's been sober, I think, I forgot how long. She's been sober for some time now. She had been a drug addict before. But the fact that Mia connected Candace saying your mother's low budget to that possibly leading to her mother's relapse was irrational. No. Candace didn't know about the history behind her. She Candace didn't know about the history between Mia's mother and her. And she didn't care. And honestly, if I were in her shoes, I wouldn't care either. Um, even after the fact, it's like, that's unfortunate, but you shouldn't be talking shit about me. Here's the thing. Nothing had to be thrown. No items, no foods, no drinks, no glass had to be thrown during that argument. And Candace could have had better control of her emotions in that. It didn't have to get to a place where people were throwing things. But Mia was being irrational and acting as if she were the victim when she started this. And that's part of you being on the show. When you get on this show and you're trying to, to to sustain your place in order to get another check, you have to create some type of mess to either get somebody who's known to blow up during arguments to react and to become a fan favorite so much so that they're like, oh, based on the viewership and what the fandom's saying, it may be in our best interest to keep Mia on. And I believe that's the case. I believe that throughout her life, Candace has tried to set boundaries with her mother, whether she knew it or not, and was manipulated and gaslit and told that that was disrespectful or that she was being inappropriate or that she didn't know what she was saying. Ultimately, yes, that is exactly what I believe, that whenever she would try to set boundaries with her mother, her mother would turn it around and make it seem like Candace was hurting her. And that's really fucked up because no mother should do that. Mothers should not be controlling. They should love their daughters. And even if they want the best for them and feel that their daughters' decisions don't align with what their expectations are, should not go out of their way to try to manipulate them into making the decisions that they want for them. Because again, it's not their life. However, we also think in society, especially Western society, the overarching theme being that your children are an extension of who you are. They are your legacy. They are who carries on, they are the people who carry on your name. They are a representation of you. 
So if they succeed, then it shows that you are a success. And if they fail, that is a poor reflection and a poor image of you, which is unfortunate. It is unfortunate. We, that has been ingrained into us. And especially when we also think about respectability politics that, and, and, and especially respectability politics and its connection to class within the Black community, absolutely, absolutely. There have been debates for a while now, and I feel that those debates have continued to heat up, especially during these recent episodes where some do feel that Candace is experiencing colorism on the show, where she's being told that essentially being treated like she's the angry black woman. She is a dark-skinned black woman. And let's be real. The majority of this cast is light-skinned. Ashley is biracial. Robin is biracial. And some may say, no, she's a Black woman. She sees herself as a Black woman. Yes, but when she did that DNA test, when during the season they went to NOLA, she found out she was like 57 to 59% white. She's biracial. I say this all to say that the majority of this cast is light-skinned majority of this this cast is racially ambiguous, and all of them have benefited from colorism. Nobody is really looking at them as angry Black women. They are not being seen as like this wild, these wild, violent aggressors. And they know that they can utilize that to their advantage, especially when it comes to being messy and not having really to deal with accountability from the fandom on this show because they also know that the fandom plays into colorism as well and within the black community due to systemic oppression and racism there are still people who aspire to have the privilege that more eurocentric looking black people have and who uphold that by standing people like Giselle, people like Ashley. And I say that because some of the fandom feel that Candace should be fired. They feel that she's just so drain that she's just so draining. And I get it, she does yell and sometimes she she gets so upset that she's crying and she's like you're not going to talk. About that. I get it. That it is a lot. It shouldn't be that when she's getting into it with people that she allows them to that allows them to take her to that place. However, she should not be fired. People are talking about she went below the belt talking about Mia's mother. She said yo mama's low budget before knowing her mother's backstory. Let's go back. Kenya has talked about Candy's mother. She's talked about Mama Joyce. Marlo even told Kenya at one point, your mama don't even want to be around you, which was a very low blow. It's because everybody on that cast knows that Kenya's mother suffers from bipolar disorder and has been distant and has never really wanted anything to do with her. So much so that she has rejected Kenya and has never been a true mother to her. And Marlo weaponized that against her. 
However, we did not see a bunch of people trying to draw up some type of petition or some shit to get Marlo booted off of Real Housewives of Atlanta. We did not see that. Another cast member, Ashley Darby. Ashley and Candace can't fucking stand each other. They hate each other. They hate each other. Ashley is really good at manipulating, taking things that people say while playing fake nice and kind and being understanding to weaponize against them and act like her hands are clean. She's known for her messiness, and that's why people like her. She's known for her messiness. Sometimes she stands in it. Sometimes she does not. And here's the thing with Ashley. People are like, Candace is going below the belt, talking about Ashley's body, talking about, you know, how she has a wide body. She just had a child. How could you speak negatively about this woman's body knowing she just had a child? This is a low blow. Let's go back. Ashley set foot on this show and she was messy as a motherfucker, still is. Talking shit about Sharice when Sharice was going through her divorce. Talking about Ray and Karen's marriage. Throwing shade at Giselle about her not having a man. Talking about how there were, she heard there may be some kind of rumor about Juan seeing other people. Even though I don't believe him and Robin were officially in a relationship at the time. There had there what there have been times when Robin, Sharice, Giselle, and Karen all wanted to beat Ashley Darby's ass. Karen and Sharice both told her to shut the fuck up. Giselle and Robin rolled up to her at Michael's restaurant and got in her face like they were about to fight her because she was talking shit. And let's even go to Housewives of Atlanta. Kenya has made comments saying Phaedra's body's not there and that's why she's not the right person to be doing a fitness video. Um, Nene had called Kenya a buffalo when she was pregnant with Brooklyn. Nene has implied that Candy was fat because she was eating Chick-fil-A while on her way to this brunch and was like, oh, Candy don't need another sandwich. Portia has called Candy short and stout. Kenya has implied that Nini's grown children are ugly, which implied that Nini's ugly. They've thrown shots. People have been throwing shots about each other's bodies for a very long time in this franchise. And the reason why I talk about Atlanta and Potomac is because those are the only ones I watch. I only watch the black ones. So her calling Ashley wide-bodied, I just feel like that's commonplace (laughs) within the overall Real House franchise because people say shit about each other's bodies all the time to diss them, especially when they've been in ongoing conflict. And to get back to that even more so, Candace isn't going to care about that because Ashley literally wrote a statement defending Monique during their, her and Candace's altercation and pretty much 
diminishing Candace's credibility. That was a big F you to Candace. She knew it was a big F you to Candace and she didn't care. So even though it's petty, I understand why Candace doesn't give a fuck about calling her wide-bodied or not. That's not below the belt. People are talking all this shit as if Candace is the worst housewife to ever be in this franchise, on this show. And she's not. Like I said, she does need to go to therapy to learn how to better manage her emotions and to work through the mental and emotional abuse that she's likely experienced from her mother. Um in order to help her be able to handle conflict in a healthy way and set clear boundaries with people and check people without uh, allowing them to get her so riled up where she has to walk away or leave an event altogether and just break down crying. Because a lot of those emotions, and like some of the fandom has said, she has suppressed and some people are like, oh, she needed to cuss out Dorothy's ass, her mother. She should she should need to cuss out Dorothy's ass. I hear you, but let's be real. Some of us are never going to cuss out our mothers, even if we do believe they deserve it, especially if we know they've had a history of being mentally, emotionally, psychologically, financially, and or physically abusive to us. We may feel like it, but we won't because we respect them and we love them. We understand the way they provided for us. We understand some of the sacrifices they've made. Sometimes we understand it so much so that they constantly remind us and have used it as a guilt trip in order to control us. To say she needs to cuss her mother out, she's not going to do that. The same way some of the people saying that will never cuss their mother out, even if she does deserve it. And it's hard. That can be hard. It's very complicated. It's very complicated. And I don't believe Dorothy, Dorothy did not give her the tools to stand up for herself in a way where she's not easily enraged, where it's almost like she's just blinded with rage, where her husband has to pull her back each time. Dorothy did not provide her with the tools. And I believe she did that deliberately in order to keep her under her control which is sick, which is sick. So I feel for Candace in that way. I do really hope she takes the time to get therapy to help her with that, working through those emotions um, and to be able to set clear boundaries with the people in her life and to help her better manage her anger when people do provoke her. And now I'm going to go into a bit calling out some of the cast members on this show. This show is called Real Housewives of Potomac. It is the second black series under the Real Housewives franchise. This show is different from Atlanta, not just because they're in the DMV area. This show is different from Atlanta because Atlanta is new money. Potomac is supposed to represent something totally different. It's supposed to represent old money. Most of the women on this show come from money or have married into it. For example, Giselle. She comes from a a very strong academic and political pedigree. 
I believe her father was a politician and had played a part in the civil rights movie. I mean, the civil rights movement. And she even attended an HBCU as well. She comes from an upper middle class to wealthy black background. And when it comes to the black elite outside of black celebrities like Beyonce and Jay-Z, that is a very specific area and specific clique that we don't usually see and that we don't usually see represented on television. So that's what drew me and some other folks to the show. Not to mention the fact that when this show first aired, Giselle was the only point of reference that I had and that some others had because she was married to megachurch pastor Jamal Bryant. She married into into wealth as well. So she came from this pedigree, married into wealth, but does not have the wealth that she could have had had she stayed with Jamal. They ended up divorcing many, many years ago due to his infidelity, but she does not have that wealth. Robin Dixon is another example. She comes from an upper middle class to wealthy background. And then she married Juan, who was a successful basketball player. So she then married into wealth. However, she mismanaged that wealth. So she's no, they both no longer have that money, but they have that quote-unquote pedigree. Ashley and Karen came from lower class to working class backgrounds and married wealthy men, right? Before Monique decided not to return to the show in this season, she married into wealth. And she was our only point of true wealth. We saw the big house. We saw the several cars. We saw the big parties. She flaunted it, but that wasn't her identity. She was still interesting and could be messy, but could also be laid back. And she was very relatable. She was actually what represented what this series and what this franchise was built off of. Stepping into the world of the elite that the common person, everyday person, views as aspirational, not only as a form of escapism, but to get into their world, see their wealth, see their mess, right? Now let's go to Candace. Now Candace has not married a wealthy man. Chris is a chef and was also a restaurant owner and is now her manager. But she comes from a wealthy background and it shows. It shows through the way she carries herself. It shows through the way she speaks. You feel it, you see it, and you understand. The other women do not, that does not just come off of them. That you, like, they weren't born into that. And you can, you can see and feel the difference. And Candace is the embodiment of that. And I feel that's part of the reason why she needs to be on this show. Okay. So I do believe some of the girls are jealous that she came from a wealthy background. I believe Ashley is jealous of that because Ashley came from a low, lower middle class to working class background. 
Um, I know Karen grew up within like a working class to middle class background because her parents had a farm. Um, so she she grew up in a rural area. Um, but I say this all to say I do believe that Ashley is jealous of Candace because Candace did have a I wouldn't say mentally healthier, like I, I wouldn't say she did have a better upbringing in terms of being financially provided for. And I do believe Mia is jealous of that too, because Mia married into wealth. G already owned multiple businesses when they met. So I believe Mia is jealous of that because Mia also struggled and was raised in the foster care system and had to fend for herself. So some of these cast members clearly have mommy issues. And I don't mean that in a shady way. Like it's deep rooted. It's just everyone deals with it differently. Mia talked about how much money she makes, talked about how like her and G are used to people taking her bags, taking their bags and taking their luggage. Ashley tends to sometimes own her mess when it's convenient, but also lacks accountability during the most critical times um, and tends to deflect when it comes to that. And then you have Candace, who she lashes out. And she is sensitive. And I understand why she's sensitive, because of the way her, her mother has treated her and has likely dismissed her emotions and feelings that are valid when it comes to her mother's controlling ways. And when Candace first came into this show, she was this very bubbly, carefree, sociable, sweet person. But she did overshare. And Giselle called her out on that. She was like, look, you're a group, you, you seem like a nice girl, but when you overshare, these women will weaponize it against you. And she's like, I get it, but just because I overshared, you shouldn't try to use that against me. I totally agree, Candace, but unfortunately, there are people who will take what you tell them and use it against you to, one, make them feel better about themselves because they're not happy with themselves, and or two, so they can make sure they have a consistent check for next season. And because out of everybody on this show, she is the one that explodes the most. It She's an easy target. She overshared about the dynamic between her mother. People constantly use the dysfunctional dynamic between her mother as a dig at her to set her off. Um, and Candace is also petite. And she talks about how she had talked about how her mother still was still helping her with things in the beginning of the series. So people are like, oh, so is your mom paying for the wedding? Is your mom paying for the house? And honestly, that's not something that you share. You don't want to share that with people. You want to share that with people that you truly, truly trust. You don't need to let people know that the home you and your husband are living in you're paying half of it or you're paying two thirds of it and that your mother has her own room in that home. Especially not with, not, especially not with people you just met, especially not with people you just met on a national television show where part of their job is to stir up mess in order to remain relevant, in order to keep their checks 
for next season because for some of them, this show is their primary source of income. For a good chunk of the cast, this show is the primary, their primary source of income. So she was wrong to share that and they continuously weaponize that against her. So when we talk about she shouldn't talk about her mom, you've been talking about her mom. Like, everybody has talked about each other, low blows, people's marriages, Giselle saying Karen Ray wants to lick Erica Lyles up and down. Very disrespectful. Making light of the fact that her husband was going through some tax issues with his business, and then antagonizing her for that and being like, oh, did you leave Potomac because... You wanted to get from get away from all of the press around race tax issues, especially coming from Robin, who has mismanaged her money at least twice. And this year, there was a report that came out saying that she owed $90,000 in taxes. So these women are hypocritical. I do believe colorism plays a part in it. I definitely do. I don't want her off the show because when she's not being explosive, she does good reads. She does. She can be petty as a motherfucker, which I like. She she does good reads. And also on this show, yes, people look attractive. Yes, people dress nicely sometimes. But out of everybody in this cast, Candace is the only one that has consistent looks with both her attire and her makeup. She is always giving bomb-ass looks. That's something she's been doing since season three when she stepped foot on this show. It reminds me of Atlanta. Everybody dresses nicely. You know what I mean? For the most part, everyone dresses nicely and looks good, right? But out of everyone, Portia and Cynthia were our style icons of the show especially Cynthia being a model she was always giving us looks like with her her makeup her hair um her clothes all the time and Portia did the same thing especially after her divorce from Cordell we just kept seeing all these different cute looks and and, and glam looks they were always giving that to us we don't get that consistency in this show. For the most part, Candace is that. And some people will say, oh, Scarlett dress is nice. And, and she, she always has nice. Yeah, Scarlett hasn't been here long enough for me to be like, she's enough to be like the quote unquote style reason why I watch this show. She has, she's only been here for some several episodes compared to Candace being on the show for the past three, four seasons. Okay. So there's that. Some people like Mia. I will say initially I liked Mia, but I don't know where I stand with her now. But even with her, like she dresses nicely, but am I looking at her the way I'm expecting interesting looks for each event like I did with Portia Williams and Cynthia Bailey? Fuck no. No. Again, I'm expecting that from Candace Dillard. That's what I'm expecting. I'm expecting that from Candace Dillard Bassett. 
That's what I'm expecting. So if you kick her off the show, who am I going to look at? Because there's no confirmation that Ascala is going to be asked to become a new cast member. Right now, she's a friend of, even though she seems to be a voice of reason that I wouldn't mind being on the show. And I feel that she would be like one of our, would she be the first East African person in Real Housewives franchise? I think she would be the first East African woman within the Real Housewives franchise. So that would be interesting. Expanding throughout the diaspora. I know Wendy is like the first Nigerian housewife in the housewife franchise. But no, I don't want Candace replaced. She gives good reads. She good she gives good reads. She embodies the black elite that we don't typically know about and that's still seen as a form of escapism to watch. And she gives good looks. She gives consistent looks all the time. Why would you want to get rid of that? Even if you were to to bring Ascala on as the main cast member and keep Mia, what am I supposed to do with that? What am I supposed to, what am I, what am I looking forward to? What am I looking forward to, guys? Come on now. Some people have called out the fact that some cast members have been flip-floppy, like Giselle and Robin were supporting Candace 110% after the fight with Monique, where Monique assaulted her. But now they're saying, oh, she needs to watch her mouth because she she's not learning her lesson from last year. No, no. And people are like, this is just showing that they never cared for her. Oh my gosh, no. Robin and Giselle will always have each other's backs. They tag team to be mean girls. They're like the worst mean girl duo ever. Like, they're whack. They don't dress well. They can't dance. Like, what am I aspiring to? Why would I want to kiss your ass? Like, here's the thing. Teenage me, like high school me, would kind of understand why people would want to kiss Giselle and Robin's ass because they would have been seen and are still seen as like the quote-unquote racially ambiguous, like exotic, pretty light-skinned girl, light-skinned girls with green eyes that all of the cute guys in school would want. So I could understand that because you want that adjacency, especially in high school. But when we're talking about women who are between their 30s and 40s. I'm not going to include Karen because Karen's not trying to kiss their ass at all. I think Karen's like the oldest and she's like almost 60. And Candace, I believe, is the youngest. She's in her mid-30s. What are we doing? They don't have money. Not They're not poor, but they're not wealthy. They hated, they hated Monique because not only did she have a successful marriage, But she was married to a man that is wealthy and manages his money well, where he accumulates wealth from his existing wealth. She flaunts it the way she wants to, but it's not her identity. She talks about the four homes. She talks, she she has these parties at their beautiful mansion, Um, but they're jealous of that because they once had that. And they don't have that anymore. And then on top of the fact that 
she didn't even come from a pedigree that they did. It's like, who the fuck is this bitch to do that? So they only supported Candace because they hated Monique. So now Monique isn't on the show. They're trash. They're trash. And that's the other thing. Some of the fandom doesn't want to admit that they like Giselle and Robin's mess, but they like looking at them because they're pretty when it comes to Western beauty standards. Like, they don't want to admit that, but we know that's what it is. But honestly, because of their messiness and of all the seasons they've been on this show, we stopped hearing about every Hue Beauty like two, three seasons ago. Yeah, Robin has her hat business, but again, you're talking to somebody who grew up watching Housewives of Atlanta, where those women utilized the platform so strategically to promote their different businesses and brands and have grown uber successful brands because of that. Case in point, Candy Burris has utilized this platform so strategically for her sex toy line, for her restaurants, for her YouTube channel, all around, all around, okay? Where is that, Giselle? Okay, what else are you doing? What else are you working on outside of your home improvement project? What else is there? Robin has talked about the number of orders of hats and stuff, but we haven't really seen her do any nitty gritty shit. So I can't take that seriously because she does have a dry personality. I'm not expecting her to just be this bubbly person, but she just doesn't really, she doesn't have, she doesn't provide, I don't understand her, con. she doesn't truly, she doesn't have any real contribution to the show, but being Giselle's sidekick and they tag team in antagonizing cast members, they find intimidating to them and intimidating to their egos and their pride. I honestly want her off the show. She doesn't do anything. If anything, she just embarrasses herself more and people drag her more on social media. Okay, like, come on. And moving to the part in, ter- in terms of she needs to wash her mouth. Yes, Candace, sometimes she does go too hard. I will admit that. I think it's just her defense mechanism of feeling like she's being attacked, that people are not taking her seriously, that she's not being considered worthy of decency of respect. And that can make somebody feel very worthless and very shitty. And that can also feel like a betrayal. Like, how dare you not feel that I deserve the decency and common respect? How dare you? I take that personally. I would take that shit personally but you got to deal with it in another way. However, people talking about she needs to get popped. No, 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 no. This is Housewives of Potomac. Once again, even though majority of the cast does not come from old money, they either came from it and lost it or married into it. How are we encouraging and condoning fighting people? Now, if she's initiating physically fighting someone is one thing. But if she's not initiating that, throwing that punch or whatever, no. And I understand sometimes people rather just fight it out and 
they're they're better with their with with fighting it out versus handling it with their words. But let's be real. Are we really saying that if someone says something disrespectful that our response will be to put our hands on them and risk being arrested and jailed and have, having to pay a bond to get out and possibly have a fucking criminal record? Are we saying when someone says something disrespectful, yeah, I would understand why you feel that they need to be punished, but are we saying, you know, I punched that bitch and I know I got arrested and I know I got to pay this three grand, I, I got to pay this bond, pay my bond in order to get out of jail, but at least I got to punch the bitch. What are we saying? What are we saying? There are very, 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 very few instances when someone is worth that, worth you risking your freedom and possibly your life, depending on what type of police officer arrives at said place, if there were to be an altercation. Come on, guys. This is a show. This is a show. Are we really condoning this? Will we tell our children this? If someone says something disrespectful, you have the right to pop them. It may mean you might get arrested. It may mean you'd be put in the back of a cop car in handcuffs and possibly spend a day or two in jail and that somebody may have to bail you out and you may be charged with assault and you may have to explain in job interviews on job applications why you have a fucking criminal record or an arrest record. No! We would never encourage that. So I need us to calm down. It's fun to watch the show. We're watching messy, attractive women do their thing in Potomac. But I need us to calm down. I understand that there's characters that we're going to like and characters we're going to dislike and some characters we're going to hate. But to say that they need to get popped, nah. That's not how we deal with real world conflict. So that's my two cents on that. Tell me what you think about this whole situation with the Potomac franchise. Do you feel that Candace should be fired from the show? Do you feel that she should stay on? Do you feel that she is a victim of colorism on the show? Do you not? Tell me why. And whatever other comments you have on the show and the cast members. Um, you can follow me at Bell in Progress. That's B-E-L-L-E in Progress on Twitter. That's B-E-L-L-E in Progress on Twitter. And like I promised weeks ago, I will be recording an episode of Ready to Love and Love and Marriage Huntsville Review. With that, I'm not going to be talking about, oh, just solely the specific episode, but the series as a whole. Um, so look out for that. Anyway, thank you so much, guys, for taking the time to listen in. And I will talk to you guys soon. Bye.